What does barbecue mean to you? It's all about family. Good food. Summertime and friends. Of nostalgia. A whole lot of tasty. Soul-filling, belly-filling goodness. All of my favorite foods. A cultural touchstone. For me, it's a tether to the people who came before me. Getting together with family and friends. Coming to you from the basement studio at Eat More Barbecue World headquarters, this is episode 252 of Canada's Barbecue Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Sanderson, and I thank you for tuning in, downloading, and listening. I hope you're making it happen, folks. I do appreciate it. This week's episode is a bittersweet one for me as I sit down one last time with Jordan Sorrenti from Patty's Barbecue and Brewery here in Calgary. This coming weekend will be their last as they close the doors after five plus years of great barbecue and beer. Episode number one of this podcast was with Patty Sorrenti, and since then Jordan has joined me a few times and they have hosted me there to record a number of episodes with other guests. Perhaps most memorably for me would be back in the fall of 2019 when we met up with the crew from the Canadian Football League for some barbecue and interviewed Brody and Kyle from the league's social media team. That's the bitter. The sweet is that this means a long-awaited and well-deserved retirement for Carrie and Jordan. They will be missed, and I wish them all the best. If you're listening to this as it comes out, Saturday, June the 17th, 2023 is their last day. Frozen barbecue available, lots of beer, and they're selling off pretty much everything in the store, in the restaurant, so get on down there if you're here in Calgary. Say goodbye to Patty's and Jordan and Carrie, and uh, maybe grab some memorabilia while you're there. This portion of the podcast is brought to you by our friends at Motley Q. Not only does Motley Q offer a great lineup of award-winning rubs and sauces, they also teach some of the best barbecue classes going. Visit motleyq.ca and click on the Classes tab to see the full schedule. There are a number of full-day classes to choose from, like King of the Grill, a great class for beginners, and Big Game Prep, which are great for tailgating or hockey playoff parties. In addition to the full-day classes, there's a selection of micro-classes upcoming, including brisket, steak, ribs, and more. I had the pleasure of taking class with Big Joe and Jess a couple of years back, and it was a very entertaining experience with tons of great food and loads of knowledge. Again, that website is motleyq.ca. That's M-O-T-L-E-Y-Q-U-E dot C-A. Click on the Classes tab to find the schedule of classes coming up in Edmonton and elsewhere. A big part of Calgary's barbecue and craft beer scene will soon come to a close as Patty's Barbecue and Brewery winds down its operations. About five years ago, shortly after they first opened their doors, I sat down with the restaurant's namesake, Patty Sorrenti, and recorded what would become the very first episode of the Eat More Barbecue podcast. Over those five years, I've recorded countless episodes here and have enjoyed many great meals. Today, I sit down with Jordan Sorrenti, who, along with his wife, Carrie, took over the operation a few years back. Jordan and Carrie are sailing off into retirement, and I wanted to chat and record one last episode here at the restaurant. Jordan... Welcome back to Canada's Barbecue Podcast. Thanks for doing this. Oh, you're welcome. We're trimming I, I, I and seasoning some briskets you. there a little bit. I know. Getting them in the smoker for you. Yeah, so. a little background. I That's just, right. Yeah. We were just in the kitchen. I was carving up the briskets, and we were seasoning them, yep. getting them in the smoker. We'll start the smoker later. Yeah. And the crazy thing is, is although we're closing, I had to cook fresh briskets, about 37 kilograms worth, just so I can take them out tomorrow, cut them up, freeze them and sell them at a discount <laughs> yep. because everybody wants discounted meats well yep. you know got to have value it's what you do right yeah it's what As you, you do. said you hopefully that leads to beer sales right <laughs> yes <laughs> i don't recall if i was asking everyone this question the last time we sat down so i'll start with it anyways and uh, i'll maybe have to go back and compare answers but uh, at this point in in the career as you're winding it down what does barbecue mean to you Barbecue means to me, oh gosh. Well, you know, it's, it means different things to different folks. It's like I follow a lot of websites. Yep. And I follow the 
you know, the competition barbecue people. Yep. And I think what they do is wonderful. You know, they, mm-hmm. they show up with uh, their custom rigs and their big green eggs and they're trying to get the best of brisket, best of chicken, mm-hmm. best of pulled pork and everything else. Yep. All I'm trying to do is make a living. Yeah. But, you know, it, the difference is, is I make a living doing barbecue. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. Okay. Now, uh, do I going out to a competition to do barbecue? No. Whole different, yeah, whole it's different. different uh, it's a whole different thing. Yeah. But, you know, over the course of the last 15 years, we've developed our recipes and mm-hmm. our techniques so that I would like to say, and again, if I look at a lot, we got over 500 reviews, and a lot of them say, damn, you've got the best brisket in the city. Yeah. Okay. And I will say yes, because there's not a lot of true barbecue restaurants. Mm-hmm. So, for instance, I'm not going to rain on anybody's parade, but, you know, uh, there's a bunch of blockheads out there, and they're restaurants, mm-hmm. and they're going to make a living. Yep. So, if they happen to uh, uh, cook a bunch of different other things besides a bit of barbecue, yeah. that's fine. But I call them restaurants. Yeah, sure. I get and, uh, and that's fine. You know, yeah. they've got to make a living. Yeah, the real barbecue restaurant. For us, it's a it pretty was small just, community here, right? For us, it was just barbecue. Yeah. 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 And uh, we weren't out to make a name for anything else, you yep. know, just simple sides. So mm-hmm. you're not going to get, you know, <laughs> am I going to get a, am I going to one star or a two star on this restaurant? No, no yep. probably not. Yep. But damn, my potato salad's awesome with yep. the brisket. <laughs> yep. <laughs> awesome. Um, I guess a, a quick recap of kind of the story behind Patty's, uh, what, five and a half, six years ago now, I guess, opened up? Yeah, so basically, uh, my wife and I were living out in the West Coast yep. and uh, living the life of Riley, I suppose, yep. and retired, mm-hmm. okay? Yep. And uh, Patty, uh, his dream was always to, uh, well, first of all, it was to have a brewery. And uh, he worked with the boys that ended up starting Bandit Peak okay. Brewing. Yep. And we owned the warehouses that they ended up opening up in. Right. And unfortunately, at that time, Patty could not become uh, a manufacturer because we held an end-user license. And that okay. was just one of those quirky AGLC things. Mm-hmm. Yep. Since changed, and when it did change, Patty really wanted to get back into the beer biz, right. but also had a love for barbecue. Mm-hmm. So meanwhile, we had our, uh, our Southern Pride smoker, yep. uh, rotisserie on wheels, yep. that we used to take out to events, and especially at Stampede and yeah, whatnot. Sure. So he'd honed his barbecue skills and thought, okay, well, that's what we're going to do. That was from the catering, your catering business, right? The catering business, yeah. So Patty ran the catering business. And then basically what happened was is we then started planning on doing a renovation of the building. So expanded the building by about 1,600 square feet, but it meant gutting everything, Mm -hmm. you know, whole new kitchen, sprinkler system, HVAC, you know, 800 amp, you know, uh, over budget. So many of hundreds yep. of thousands of dollars. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, the classic. Yeah. And uh, so Patty got his dream, but it was just, it was a lot of work, mm-hmm. you know, and I think uh, part of it was, is he got to a point where uh, he felt that he, although he loved what he was doing, yep. he really didn't want to be the responsible one. Mm-hmm. And I can understand that. Not everybody wants to be the boss. Yep, absolutely. And I've been the boss my whole life, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. And my uh, wife hates me for it. But, you know, <laughs> so anyways. Uh, <laughs> so Carrie and I, three years ago, ended yep. up taking over the business, but that was pre-COVID. Right. And of course, pre-COVID, nobody had any idea. Yeah. You know. Yep. So three long years later, mm-hmm. you know, we're well past the point of getting back into retirement. Yeah. And we just had to get to a point where we had to pull the plug. Yep. 
So we own the building, and the business is very costly. Yep. And a lot of people just people just don't have $2 million plus to spend yep. on a business anymore. Yeah. yeah, you've kind of been trying to sell it for a while, we right? We have been so. trying. We've had four serious inquiries. Yep. Uh, respectable groups, mm-hmm. uh, restaurant groups, uh, large uh, um, well, brewery yep. is looking at us as well for taking over our, our small batch right. system. Yep. But in the end, uh, nobody could just get it organized. Or, right. And again, you're in the middle of COVID, though, yeah. as this is going on. Mm-hmm. So uncertainty played a, a, a big, big part of that. Yep. So it's like they say, timing's everything, right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So here it is now, and we're still trying to sell the business, and the interest rates went up another quarter point. Yeah, it doesn't help, yeah. doesn't help at all. Yeah. (laughs) But that's kind of the quick history. Yeah. So anyways, but I think it's been a godsend, because if I had to imagine the last three years sitting home alone. Yep. Okay, you know, what mm-hmm. am I going to do? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah when, like you, Calgary, when you couldn't Calgary do Calgary has anything. a four-month golf season, yeah. you know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah when, you couldn't, uh, when you couldn't do much. At least now things are things now open and, and uh, back up come, and you can do whatever. We've got yeah. to come in here. We've got to interact with yeah. people, get yeah. to interact with our customers. Yep. And we had, we, had a, we had a blast, actually. Yep. And it's really hard right now. So last weekend, everybody's going, oh, oh, enjoy your retirement. But... Mm. Why'd you have to close? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Anyways. Yeah, and you've kind of slowly been winding down the operation here over the last few weeks. Uh, just moved we, to the Saturday only, and uh, now no fresh barbecue, just the frozen stuff. And, exactly. And part of it's yeah. due to the, you know, uh, although it's out of the news now, but, yeah. but, but, but uh, you know, staffing is still an issue. Oh, absolutely, yeah. You know, so what happens is, is you're trying to get a good staff in. Mm-hmm. And then all it takes is for two of your key people, you know, to say, oh, well, it's the summer's coming up and I've got another gig I want to do something with. Yes. And that's what happened. And we just thought, well, you know what? We could spend more money and more time training more people for how long? Yeah. And so we decided, no, we would do, you know, our, our exit strategy. Yep. So it's going to be 10 weeks of being open on Saturdays. Yep. Now, most of that was with fresh barbecue. Right. Okay. It was just last weekend, no fresh barbecue. Right. Okay. And believe it or not, we sold more. We had more business than we did on a Saturday with fresh barbecue. <laughs> Go figure. Eh? <laughs> Go figure, yeah. yeah. That's, that's why I'm cooking more to fill yeah. up my freezer, right? Yeah. 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 yeah I know. Uh, I know. People want to get that last, uh, that last taste of it, right? Yeah. So, well, it's, it's, it's I, I think, for, I hope for you guys, it's heartwarming to see that the response that you're getting right as tough as it might be uh, it, it is heartwarming you yeah. know it's just kind of an affirmation of what you do yep i mean everyone loves to if you're going to spend your life doing something yeah um i mean it's not like you have to have accolades every day but just some affirmation that what you're doing you're heading in the right direction yep and that happens countless times yep. with our customers coming in yep which is very very heartwarming yep. very very awesome. nice uh, and I guess selling off equipment and furnishings and everything. You've been oh, yeah. advertising the garage sale. You oh, I know. To. And it's really hard. Like, what do you sell stuff for? You yeah, know, it's well, like, yeah, put a value on things. Put a value. So I had to send an email off to a fellow in uh, Red Deer today who's, yep. who's building a, 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 you know, a food facility, mm-hmm. and he needs everything. Yep. So then I have to put a value on. Well, I've got... Believe it or not, in that kitchen, there are eight stainless steel tables, wow. work yep. tables, yep. different sizes, four foot, five foot, six foot. So I got a price on it. So I come up with, okay, well, that's $20 a foot. Sure. Sure. Yep. Yep. But I don't know. 
<laughs> you know, at yeah. some point we paid full retail for everything, you know, and gotten good use out of it. Yep. But again, it doesn't wear, there's no wear and tear on a stainless steel table. No. You yeah. know, it's still, it's still like, a stainless steel still table. Yeah. stainless steel mm-hmm. table. So, yeah. and that's the hard part. Uh, like chairs, uh, you know, like there's uh, my yellow bar stools behind us yep. there. Those things now sell for $175 new. Yep. Well, I'm going to sell them for 50 Yep. So that's, somebody yeah. wants a bar stool. Yep. Yeah. And I'm also going to advertise this next two weekends. If somebody comes in and buys a beer, yep. they can walk out with the glass. Keep the glass. There you go. Well, no, because they're going to need a souvenir yeah. of some right, kind, yeah. you know? Yep. <laughs> I mean, uh, I'll like, I, you know, I figured I'll sell the beer and give them the glass. Like, what am I going to do with all that exactly, glass? Exactly, yeah. You know? Yep. Anyways. Oh, there you go. There you go. Yep. Yep. Uh, I used to be a marketing guru, not anymore. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm just an old gray hair guy. Yeah, well, you know, it's, uh, you've done all right, though, right? A, a I think we've, we've, in the food business. Uh, yeah. We've talked about that. Uh, I know, Ontario I know. and then coming out here. Yeah. So. Well, the great thing is, and I keep telling the story, I don't know how many times I've told it, but two blocks away from here was mm-hmm. the Stampeder Motor Hotel on McLeod Trail. Okay. I think it's now a Comfort Inn. Okay. And that's where I actually started my food oh, wow. service yep. career. Oh, yeah. My mother was the banquet manager. Ah, yep. The hotel was owned by Barney Gelfan. Now, okay. For those in Calgary, the name remember. Bell, but I don't. Uh... Barney's Fried Chicken. Barney's okay. KFC was called Barney's Chicken uh-huh, okay. back in the day. Okay. He owned the old Royal Hotel downtown, which uh-huh. then became Scotia Center. Okay. And he owned the Stampeder Motor Hotel. And he was a wonderful man. Yep. At the age of 13, I was the busboy dishwasher in the basement wow. of the Stampeder Motor Hotel. Yep. So that was a long time ago. That's a few years, eh? Yeah. Yep. Well, then Mom went on to become the food and beverage manager at the Calgary Stampede. Uh-huh. And then when I was able to drive at the age of 16, I drove the catering truck, feeding the Stampede bands during Stampede. Oh, wow. So, you know, a lot of... Yep. A lot of... A lot stories of, are a lot yeah. of history. Yeah. yeah. But then I went, wasn't planning on being in the food business. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But you got to do what you enjoy, right? Yeah. Hey, and it, yeah. Uh, you, find, you find things that you, uh, maybe you didn't know you had a passion for, right? Exactly. So. Exactly. Awesome. Um, you know, I think it's, you'd probably say it's this whole process of shutting down, trying to sell, certainly some challenges to it, I'm sure. Uh, do you think that's as much an indication of the current market or what do you, or the industry? Is it just a tough industry? People it's a, aren't it's interested a tough in industry. getting into it? Or? Like when you look at it, there's going to be, if you, if you look closely, there's been a lot of closures. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Uh, there's been a lot of shutdowns. Mm-hmm. You've even got large restaurant groups, oh, sure, yeah. you know, asking for creditor protection. Uh, it was tough. Yeah. Everybody thought they could survive through COVID. We all took the government money, mm-hmm. okay? Yep. And as a result, we kept our operations going, but at a fraction of the sales that we were doing. Yeah. So the reality of it, we were still losing money. Yeah. And uh, then post-COVID, you waited for that rebound, and mm-hmm. the rebound never really came. Now, if we were uh, that that oh that that go-to restaurant on 17th Avenue or yep. Kensington, yep. where you've got a large volume of people, the Beltline. Yeah. Oh God, I don't know how many hundreds of thousands of people live in the Beltline. Uh, but 
we also don't have to pay $25,000 a month in rent right. yeah. to do that business. Yep. Yeah. So they're not necessarily any better off than we are. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they may be busier, but... They may the be busier, but, be any, yeah. you know, they've, they've, it's going to take a long time to yeah. get back yep. to what we would consider kind of normal. Yeah. And at the same time, you still have staffing issues, mm-hmm. and you've got rising food costs. Yep. You know, it's like, the worst of it is, it's like, <laughs> I'm stretching... Okay, and I apologize to everybody that if you got French fries that sounded like they were a little too toasty because the oil was a little old, I might have stretched it an extra day <laughs> sure, yeah. because it cost me eighty dollars to change the oil in the fryer. Yep, you know, eighty yeah. bucks. <laughs> Crazy, yeah. I know, yeah. Wild. But those are those are the trials and the tribulations mm-hmm. that people have to deal with. Yeah. You know, and again, you're always going to have those new restaurants coming in. Yeah. Because they don't know the challenges. They just yeah. have they have a vision and a dream. Yeah. Or, or they have an idea of the challenges, but everyone thinks yeah. they can, they've got the idea, the, yeah. you know, the, gold, uh, the golden ticket. I was going to be a restaurant uh, you know, consultant, you right. know, and the first thing I would tell people was, don't do don't it. Don't do it. Get away. <laughs> get away. <laughs> run, run. And that's, that's my free advice. Now get the hell out of here. Yeah. <laughs> $100, please. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and so, in in the end, the business itself didn't sell. No, no. Uh, selling off all the assets, and you own the building. We own the building. We'll sell off the, uh, the assets. Uh, you know, the the equity is in the building. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, yep. All the assets. The assets are all bought and paid for. Yeah. So, I mean, what's going to happen is, is the assets are going to allow us just to keep the pay the bills, keep things going. Yep. You know, and then we'll find just the right people. Like behind us, there, there's a bay door. You mm-hmm. know. I can visualize this space. It's got a concrete floor. I can see exotic cars in here. Sure, you yeah, know, yeah. And I, you know, where they're selling a, a McLaren for, mm-hmm. you know, an enormous amount of money. So buy my building for one point seven million. There you go. Here's the ad. Here's the ad. Here's the ad. Here's the ad. Jordan, Jordan Sorrenti, uh, reach out. Well, I mean, I'm watching the traffic on McLeod Trail. That's oh, how close yeah. we are. Yeah. You know, and just behind us is Blackfoot Trail. Yeah. You know, so. To, yeah. And we're just right by downtown, mm-hmm. and it's quiet. We're right by a graveyard, yep. so you know, like your neighbors are not going to give you any problems. No, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. You're in a, you know, your street here itself isn't busy, but you're very accessible to we're accessible. some very busy areas, right? Yeah. So no, it's yeah, exactly. a good location, and uh, it is a good location. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so that's the pitch. There you go. <laughs> When we return, Jordan shares some lessons he's learned along the way and more. First, a word from our friends at Township 27. Township 27 develops, produces, distributes, and sells the highest quality pantry spices, herbs, spice blends, sauces, salad dressings, and condiments for people who love food. All of their products are produced by hand in small batches using only the highest quality ingredients to maintain the full flavor and freshness that their customers have come to expect. Township 27 has searched the globe looking for the finest ingredients to go into their products, and they're excited to share the, the bounty with you. All Township 27 products are gluten-free, cholesterol-free, MSG-free, and are pure with no added fillers or preservatives. Township 27 is proudly Alberta-owned and produce all of their products locally right in Rocky View County, Alberta. If you are looking for the best in spices, blends, sauces, and condiments, whether it be retail, wholesale, or bulk, check them out at www.township27.com and follow them on Instagram and Facebook. You know, if somebody's, and you, you joked about it, you know, don't do it, but... Some lessons that you've learned over the over this uh, process. You know what? Uh, the best lesson I had was as a as a young kid. Oh, I say kid, early twenties. Mm-hmm. I worked for a chain restaurant. Mm-hmm. Okay, 
chain restaurants have unbelievable resources, okay, because they just spend stupid money on 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 controls. Yeah. And uh, so the best year I ever spent was working for a chain called Crock and Block. Okay. And they were an Eastern chain, mm-hmm. and they ended up getting bought out by kegs okay. eventually, but they were like a keg knockoff at the time. Gotcha, yep. And what they had done was they just had a Bible, you know, on following food costs, labor costs, and everything else like that. I learned more in that one year yep. than I could have by going to school. Oh, absolutely, Okay. Yep. In fact, they actually hired me as a manager, and I was the only manager that was hired that didn't graduate you know, from a food service degree in college. Yep. And uh, so I had, I call it my MBWA, my master's of business by walking around yep. and uh, learning from the ground up. Mm-hmm. So that's something I would recommend to somebody, yeah. you know, get your experience. Don't go to, uh, I hate to say this, to dump on the secondary institutions, mm-hmm. but I'm not a great believer in going to SAIT to learn restaurant management. Yeah or cooking if you know how to cook cook yeah you know but spend a year Mm -hmm. work for a chain and learn from the bottom up right like you say they've got the processes they've got the they've got they've they've spent the money yeah you know and they've made the mistakes you Mm -hmm. know and if they're still there that means they're doing something right yeah so that would be my first advice Mm -hmm. And then the rest of it, of course, is your dream, okay? Yep. And you can't tell anybody that your dream's stupid, mm-hmm. okay? Like, you have a dream. You want to do this, you're going to do it. Yep. You know, like, I was spitballing once, and I decided I wanted to do a restaurant called Lineups. Okay. Okay? So what you do is you line up outside the door, because there'd be a lineup. Yep. But when you got in, it was a moving sidewalk. Okay. Okay? And it just went around and around and around past different stations, okay. food stations, the bar, and everything else. But as it went around, you were able to talk to the people like opposite you, although they were moving, but the sidewalk would go quite slow. Yep. So after an hour, you'd get to the end, and there would be a door. Okay, And the door purported to be the actual restaurant, but it was actually the exit. Okay. So what you did was you spent an hour in lineups. Yep. And if you wanted to have the experience again, you went around to the front and did it all Come again. Back. Okay. But in the meantime, you spent money, you drank, you ate. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> so, yeah. now, would I ever do it? Probably not. But yeah. I thought, geez, it was great spitballing that yeah, idea. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you had the sense. To, I had the sense, you know. Yeah, so it was like, yeah. yeah, I was just thinking, you know, like there's guys that know how to do moving sidewalks, you yeah, know. And yeah. it's like, and then I thought, oh, well, I really want to get experience. I would go down to Disneyland. Mm-hmm. And watch how they do the lineups. Oh, yeah. They're yeah. the they're the experts. I was, I was just there a few weeks ago. So, oh, yeah. serious? Where at, yeah. uh, at in California? In California. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah. It's they've got it figured out there. Yeah. Yep. How long, how long did you spend there? We did. Well, we were there for in California for a week, four days at Disney. So yeah. Yeah. And you did uh, what's the other uh, California? Yeah. So we did two days at Disneyland, two days at California Adventure. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. It's kind of cool, isn't it? It is. Yeah. Yeah. Without kids, first time without without kids. kids. Yeah, it was just the way. Oh Jesus! I, so, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we did it with kids, but that's okay. Well, we did. We did too. So this Actually, is, uh, the first time I did it, I was uh, 17 years old. Oh wow! Yeah. And uh, a buddy of mine, we uh, we worked. This is what I meant. We we fed the Stampede bands. Mm-hmm. So we fed all of these uh, bands, and the Stampede was obligated to feed them breakfast. And they were billeted at area high schools, so St. Okay. Mary's and Western. Yep. 
So what we did was every morning we'd have the catering truck and we would deliver food to their cafeterias and there'd be staff there to serve up all of the people. Okay. So while we were there, we met different bands. The Edmonton All Girls Marching Band. Yep. The San Francisco High School Girls All Marching Band. Yep. Craig Colorado Girls All Marching Band. <laughs> yep. So we ran across all these bands and then we thought, whoa, wouldn't that be cool to take a trip? Yeah. So we took a road trip for three weeks. My mother loaned me her car. Do you believe that? 17 years old. Uh, yeah. Okay, you know what gas was back yeah. then? Oh, nothing, yeah. 18 cents. Yeah. Yeah, a gallon. Yeah, a gallon. So anyways, we went down to Colorado. Craig, Colorado was close to Steamboat Springs, okay. you know, but they were really redneck. Mm-hmm. Of course, we were like long hairs. Yep. Well, it was kind of kind of scary, but we, we had fun. Then we went to San Francisco. Then we went, no, excuse me. Then we went to Disneyland okay. because we had the itinerary for the Edmonton All-Girls Marching Band. Ah. They were going to spend a day in Disneyland. Okay. Can you imagine, well, you've been there. Yep. Can you imagine going there and expecting to see somebody you know <laughs> in yeah. all of that yeah. hugeness? Yeah. And believe it or not, we ran into them. Had a blast. Yep. So their next trip was in uh, a BC Lions game in Vancouver. Okay. So we decided we'll head north. So we went up to San Francisco, met up with the girls from the San Francisco. Yep. And then uh, did an all-nighter driving through Oregon, okay. Washington yep. State, up to Vancouver, and met up with, uh, well, of course, these are high school girls. Yeah. They're high school kids. Yeah. So they had, you know, chaperones, chaperones and, yep. and everything. So it was hard to get, yep. get them out of the, and they were being billeted in a school, yep. you know, so. so hard to get them out. Yep. <laughs> You tried to. That was my first <laughs> Disneyland trip. That oh, was a long go. story. Sorry. Yeah, no, it's okay. It was funny. Our uh, the first time we went, I never went as a kid or anything. Wasn't yeah. on my list. Yeah. A total detour here in the podcast. That's okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. First time we went, our girls were call it seven and five. Yeah. Going in, I thought my fun was going to be from just watching them have fun. Yeah. I was probably there an hour. I'm all in. I'm all in. I'm all in. From then on, my wife and yeah, I, yeah. we went three other times with the kids. Yeah. Was that you dancing with Mickey? I thought I saw that video. Um, who knows? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but we, uh, we said, you know, one, one day we're going uh, to come back, just the two of us. Oh, that's uh, cool. That's cool. Three years ago was our 20th anniversary, wedding uh, anniversary. Okay. And we, had a, we had a trip planned, which had to cancel. And yeah, I know. Finally got around to rebooking that this year. So. Yeah. Yeah, it was great. Nice. Uh, I'm actually looking forward to taking a holiday. Yeah. And I don't know what. Yeah. That's the crazy thing. You yeah. know, you got to do something. I don't yeah. know what. Yeah. Anyways. Awesome. So I guess you, you just kind of said, what's what's next for you? A couple more weeks of uh, this and wrapping everything up? A couple then, more weeks of this, wrapping it up. There's yeah. a lot of, you know, you got to have to imagine that it's a 5,600 square foot facility. Yeah. And there's a lot of, uh, you know, I've got... I got 12 fridges, mm-hmm. okay? Everything has to be decommissioned. I've got, I've got fermenting tanks. I've got brights, uh, you know, glycol systems. Mm-hmm. Everything has to be decommissioned and everything. The sprinkler, yep. sprinkler heads go through my fridges. Oh, yep. So I got to pay some guy from the sprinkler company to take the heads out of the fridges mm-hmm. So I can take the fridges apart. Yep. So there's a lot of logistics involved. Yep. So, but that's fine. You know, yep. that's uh, I won't have to worry about the day to day. 
because mm-hmm. I'll just, you know, I'll just work on the logistics. Yep. So a bit yeah. of work to do after. A bit of work. And then, you episode. know, anybody in business knows that there's always, you're spending so much money on different things. You yeah. know, we've got a, a point of sale system. We've got the, you know, the, 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 the credit card system. Yep. Everybody's taking a piece out of you. Mm-hmm. You know, the alarm company, the, you know, so it's trying to figure out all of these people that take money from you on a monthly basis to tell them to stop taking right. money from yeah. you. Yep. A lot of them don't want to do that. Yep. I still have a recycling bin out there mm-hmm. that has been canceled for the last three months and it's still there and they're still charging me for it. You know? Yep. So you get, those are the little nitty gritty details to yeah. deal with, you yeah. know? Yeah. yeah. A lot of those little things that people don't yeah. necessarily think. But anyways, about. we'll spend that time, you know, yeah. basically the next, it's going to be a couple of months yeah. decommissioning. And getting to the point where, you know, this will be a warehouse that anybody could take over. Mm-hmm. You know, they'll be either, uh, well, I'm, I'm not going to do another sales <laughs> pitch on it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You can look around. Yeah. You, can know, you know, it's easy to see what it could become. Yeah, I, I think that the, and you said it. You want to prospective buyers to be able to come in and not see a restaurant to just see I don't want them to see a restaurant see a space that they can envision whatever they're so everybody has to come and buy my chairs yep you know so on the last Saturday come yep the chair you're sitting in you get to buy okay you have that beer you get to take the glass as included in the price of the beer yep Two only, yep. maximum. And you're not going to take all my supply. No, no, no. <laughs> Keep a few things, right? <laughs> yeah, anyways. It'll take a bit, but yep. it'll get done. Yeah. Any kind of dream trips in, uh, in mind for you? Oh, well, you know what? It's funny because I've, I've when you talk about, uh, you know, living close to Tuscany. Yep. You know, mm-hmm. but that, that's Calgary, right? That's the Calgary, Tuscany, well, yes. Well, I spent five years in Tuscany. Yes, I've, I've spent yeah. a week there once. Yeah. And, and I spent five years there, probably three to five months per year, okay. and working with some friends in their winery. Nice. So I would go at different times of the year. So you'd have the growing season. Yep. Um, and then where you're uh, cleaning suckers off the vines. And then you get to the point where it's growing and you're doing the, uh, what do they call it, the, the green harvest, okay. where you're taking off the excess grapes. Mm-hmm. And it's a riot because all of a sudden they're throwing grapes on the ground. Well, they're throwing grapes on the ground because if you've got too many that are taking all the value out of the vines, you're losing that sustenance in okay. the grapes that, that, that actually matter. Right. So you can't have too many grapes on the vine. Right. And then harvest. You know, yeah. where you guys should go to get in there and pick yep. and crush and uh, start making the wine. Wow. You know, and these were 100 hectoliter vats, you know, mm-hmm. 10,000 liters yeah. full of juice. Yep. And uh, no, it was a great experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I just supremely proud of myself that I didn't screw up yep. at <laughs> all. My boss, uh, the owner of the vineyard with his wife. Yeah. Uh, accidentally turned the pump on and forgot to take the lid off the top of the 100 heck tank and sucked it in. Uh You ever seen a a 100 hectoliter tank, the stainless steel with the top sucked in? Well, no. (laughs) Well, no, it's an ugly sight. I imagine it would be, yeah. (laughs) Anyway, so we had some fun doing that. So I've actually done a lot of the dream things mm-hmm. that I could do. And yeah. part of it was, was to do it while we were younger. Yeah. We retired early in our fifties. Mm-hmm. And so that we were able to do some traveling 
And now as we're getting older, it's harder. Well, it's not harder. It's more expensive. It is. So at my age, to go and get travel insurance, right. you know, yep. you've got to take out a mortgage. <laughs> yep. Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. So anyways, no, it might be, uh, let's just say three nights and four days in Vegas and don't go to sleep. Yep. How's that? A little, uh, <laughs> little bender. <laughs> yeah, bender. Yeah. Yeah, you got it. Awesome. Well, I just want to say you know, personally thank you for, uh, I'll say our friendship We yeah, over the yeah, years. We've yeah. kind of gotten to know each other. I remember even before I sat down with Patty to do the podcast, my first time coming in here and Patty wasn't here, but you were working the till, and uh, we chatted a little bit, and yeah. then uh, since then, so thank you for that, and, and uh, thank you for all of your promotion for yeah. the barbecue community. Well, you know, uh, the barbecue trail, eat more yeah. barbecue podcast. Yeah. You know, that's all part and parcel of the community. Yeah, and there is a big barbecue community. There sure is. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. So, I know. Yeah. There's uh, I, again, I'm you know different different sites that I follow. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. it's just amazing. You know, yeah. there's one that says. Everybody's always posting, you know, that price of ribs at the Costco. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I can just picture a hundred guys going down to Costco <laughs> oh, yeah. trying to buy the five packages of ribs. That's right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, that's okay. Yeah. So thank you for that, and on behalf of the the barbecue community here in Calgary, thank you for being a part of it, and congratulations to you and Carrie. You're so welcome. Yeah, best, I hope uh, people remember us. That's well, all. I think I think they yeah. all. Best of luck to you, and uh, thank you. Whatever adventures you find yourself. So thanks. Thanks. Awesome. Thank okay. You. Thank you. You are listening to Canada's longest-running barbecue podcast, and it is time now for some barbecue news brought to you by The Barrel Boss Q, a family-owned and operated small business in Leduc County, Alberta, and the manufacturer of the original Canadian drum smoker. Whether it's in the backyard or on the competition circuit, Kelly Troy and The Barrel Boss Q team are driven by the desire to watch their clients showcase their cooking talents, to slow down a bit and spend some quality time with family and friends. From entry-level all the way to fully loaded models, Barrel Boss Q has the charcoal drum smokers and accessories you need to be the barbecue boss of your block or maybe get a walk at the next competition. Shipping to customers across Canada and the U.S., Barrel Boss Q spends time talking to their clients to make sure each and every smoker they make is special and meets the needs of the customer. Barrel Boss Q is honored to be a part of their customers' barbecue journeys. I'm proud to be a part of the Barrel Boss Q family and I highly recommend you give them a look if you're in the market for a charcoal drum smoker. Visit them online at barrelbossq.ca. That's B-A-R-R-E-L-B-O-S-S, the letter Q, dot C-A. Follow them on Instagram and Facebook. And tell them you heard about them on Eat More Barbecue. Lots to get to today, folks. But first, my apologies for the sporadic podcast episode releases lately. That comes because of a combination of computer issues and life being busy for myself and potential guests. I'm going to try and get a backlog of interviews into the hopper once again here over the coming weeks to help take care of at least one of those problems. In the meantime, thanks for sticking around and listening in. We had our first Western Canada competition a couple of weeks back in Bizano with the Small Town Smokedown. Congrats to my friend Rob Reinhardt and the Prairie Smoke and Spice team on the Grand Championship and to Honey and Hooch Barbecue on the Reserve. A great result for this still relatively new team. It's great to see their improvement competition after competition. Well done, guys. My illustrious wife, Lisa, and I had the pleasure of being up in Leduc County, Alberta this past weekend for the Rolly View Community Association's third annual Pitmasters Dinner. This year's guest was a friend of the show, Chris Villeneuve, from Junior and the Kid out of Ottawa. Chris and his crew of amazing helpers served up a great dinner for the 200-plus guests. Then we proceeded to dance the night away. 
It was a great time and awesome to see so many members of the barbecue family gather from across Canada and the U.S. for this event. Be sure also to check out uh, Junior and the Kids' face, uh, Instagram, sorry, as well as Barrel Boss Q's Instagram to see some pictures and video of that amazing new trailer-mounted offset that Barrel Boss Q has built for Junior and the Kid. Can't wait till next year for dinner number four. Some sad and shocking news to wrap up on this week as I saw the announcements on Instagram that Leanne Mueller had passed away in Texas at the far too young age of 51. Leanne was the granddaughter of the legendary Louis Mueller and was a successful photographer and also owner of Austin's La Barbecue with her wife Allie. Please keep her family and loved ones in your thoughts. I'm always looking for guest ideas for the show, so email me at eatmorebarbecue at gmail.com if there is someone you'd like to hear from. You can find me online at eatmorebarbecue.ca and also at www.albertabbqtrail.ca where you can check out the listing of barbecue joints here in Alberta then get on out there and show them your support. If you're not in Alberta, get out to your local barbecue joints wherever you are and give them some love. Thanks to Alan Horvin for the great music on this and every episode of the Eat More Barbecue podcast. That's a wrap, everybody. See you all next week and keep on smoking. Mm-hmm.